Chapter Two, Part Two of Glimpses of Italian Society in the Eighteenth Century by Hester Lynch Piozzi. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Milan, Part Two, April the Second, seventeen eighty-five. The cold weather continues still, and we have heavy snows. But so admirable is the police of this well-regulated town that when overnight it has fallen to the height of four feet no very uncommon occurrence no one can see in the morning that even a flake has been there so completely do the poor and the prisoners rid us of it all by throwing immense loads of it into a navigable canal that runs quite round the city and carries every nuisance with it clearly away so that no inconveniences can arise italians seem to have no feeling of cold they open the casements for windows we have none now in winter and cry che bel freschetto note what a fresh breeze end note while i am starving outright if there is a flash of a few faggots in the chimney that just scorches one a little no lady goes near it but sits at the other end of a high-roofed room the wind whistling round her ears and her feet upon a perforated brass box filled with wood embers which the cavalier servente pulls out from time to time and replenishes with hotter ashes raked out from between the andirons how sitting with these fumes under their petticoats improves their beauty of complexion i know not certain it is they pity us exceedingly for our manner of managing ourselves and inquire of their countrymen who have lived there a while how their health endured the burning fossils in the chambers at london i have heard two or three italians say vorrei anch'io vedere quel inghilterra ma questo carbone fossile note i would go see this same england myself i think but that fuel made of minerals frights me End note. to church however and to the theatre ladies have a great green velvet bag carried for them adorned with gold tassels and lined with fur to keep their feet from freezing as carpets are not in use here poor women run about the streets with a little earthen pipkin hanging on their arm filled with fire even if they are sent on an errand while men of all ranks walk wrapped up in an odd sort of white riding-coat not buttoned together but folded round their body after the fashion of the old roman dress one has seen in statues and this they call gaban retaining many spanish words since the time that they were under spanish government buscar to seek is quite familiar here as at madrid and instead of ragazzo i have heard the milanese say mozzo di stalla which is originally a castilian word i believe and spelt by them with the c con sedilla m o c sedilla o they have likewise latin phrases oddly mingled among their own a gentleman said yesterday that he was going to casa sororis to his sisters and the strange word minga which one meets at every turn is corrupted i believe from mica a crumb piazza minga 
I have not a crumb of pleasure in it, etc. The uniformity of dress here pleases the eye, and their custom of going veiled to church, and always without a hat, which they consider as profanation of the temple, as they call it, delights me much. It has an air of decency in the individuals, of general respect for the place, and of a resolution not to let external images intrude on devout thoughts. The hanging, the churches, and even public pillars set up in the streets or squares, for purposes of adoration, with black, when any person of consequence dies, displeases me more. It is so very dismal, so paltry a piece of pride and expiring vanity, and so dirty a custom, calling bugs and spiders and all manner of vermin about one's so in those black trappings. It is terrible. But if they remind us of our end and set us about preparing for it, the benefit is greater than the evil. The equipage on the Corso here are very numerous in proportion to the size of the city, and excessively showy. The horses are long-tailed, heavy, and for the most part black, with high-rising forehands, while the sinking of the back is artfully concealed by the harness of red Morocco leather, richly ornamented, and white reins. To this magnificence much is added by large leopard, panther, or tiger skins, beautifully striped or spotted by nature's hand, and held fast on the horses by heavy shining tassels of gold, coloured lace, etc. Wonderfully handsome. While the driver, clothed in a bright scarlet dress adorned and trimmed with bear skin, makes a noble figure on the box at this season upon days of gala. The carnival, however, exhibits a variety unspeakable. Boats and barges, painted of a thousand colours, drawn upon wheels and filled with masks and merrymakers who throw sugar-plums at each other to the infinite delight of the town, whose populousness that show evinces to perfection. For every window and balcony is crowded to excess. The streets are fuller than one can express of gazers, and general mirth and gaiety prevail. When the flashing season is over, and you are no longer to be dazzled with finery or stunned with noise, the nobility of Milan, for gentry there are none, fairly slip a check case over the hammock, as we do our best chairs in England, clap a coarse leather cover on the carriage top, the coachman wearing a vast brown greatcoat, which he spreads on each side of him over the corners of his coach-box, and looks, as somebody was saying, like a sitting hen, the paving of our streets here at Milan is worth mentioning only because it is directly contrary to the London method of performing the same operation. They lay the large flagstones at this place in two rows for the coach wheels to roll smoothly over, leaving walkers to accommodate themselves and bear the sharp pebbles to their tread as they may. In everything great and everything little, the diversity of government must perpetually occur. Where that is despotic, small care will be taken of the common people. Where that is popular, little attention will be paid to the great ones. 
I never in my whole life heard so much of birth and family as since I came to this town, where blood enjoys a thousand exclusive privileges, where cavalier and dama are words of the first, nay, of the only, importance, where wit and beauty are considered as useless without a long pedigree, and virtue, talents, wealth and wisdom are thought on only as medals to hang upon the branch of a genealogical tree, as we tie trinkets to a watch in England. I went to church twenty yards from our own door with a servant to wait on me three or four mornings ago. There was a lady, particularly well-dressed, very handsome, two footmen attending on her at a distance, took my attention. Peter, I said to my own man as we came out, Qui è quel dama? Note, who is that lady? End note. Non è dama? She is no lady, replies the fellow contemptuously, smiling at my simplicity. I thought she might be somebody's kept mistress and asked him whose. Dio mi liberi. Note, God forbid. End note, returns Peter in a kinder accent, for their heart came in, and he would not injure her character. E moglie d'un ricco banchiere. Note, she is a rich banker's wife. End note. You may see, added he, that she is no lady if you look. The servants carry no velvet stool for her to kneel upon, and they have no coat armour in the lace to their liveries. She a lady, he repeated again with infinite contempt. I am told that the Archduke is very desirous to close this breach of distinction, and to draw merchants and traders with their wives up into higher notice than they were wont to remain in. I do not think he will by that means conciliate the affection of any rank. The prejudices in favour of nobility are too strong to be shaken here, much less rooted out so. The very servants would rather starve in the house of a man of family than eat after a person of inferior quality, whom they consider as their equal, and almost treat as such to his face. Shall we then be able to refuse our particular veneration to those characters of high rank here who add the charm of a cultivated mind to that situation which, united even with ignorance, would ensure them respect? When scholarship is found among the great in Italy, it has the additional merit of having grown up in their own bosoms, without encouragement from emulation, or in the least interested motive. His companions do not think much the more of him for that kind of superiority. I suppose, says a friend of his, he must be fond of study. For chi penso d'una maniera, chi penso d'un'altra, per me sono stato sempre ignorantissimo. Note. One man is of one mind, another of another. I was always a sheer dunce for my own part. End note. These voluntary confessions of many, a quality which, whether possessed or not by English people, would certainly never be avowed, spring from that native sincerity I have been praising. For though family connections are prized so highly here, no man seems ashamed that he has no family to boast. 
all feigning would indeed be useless and impracticable yet it struck me with astonishment too to hear a well-bred clergyman who visits at many genteel houses say gravely to his friend no longer ago than yesterday that friend a man too eminent both for talents and fortune yes there is a grand invitation at such a place to-night but i don't go because i'm not a gentleman perché non sono cavaliere and the master desired that i would let you know that it was for no other reason that you had not a card too my good friend for it is an invitation of none but people of fashion you see at all this nobody stares nobody laughs and nobody's throat is cut in consequence of their sincere declarations the women are not behindhand in openness of confidence and comical sincerity we have all heard much of italian chichibeism i had a mind to know how matters really stood and took the nearest way to information by asking a mighty beautiful and apparently artless young creature not noble how that affair was managed but there is no harm done i am sure said i i know replied she no great harm to be sure except wearisome attentions from a man one cares little about for my own part continued she i detest the custom as i happen to love my husband excessively and desire nobody's company in the world but his we are not people of fashion though you know nor at all rich so how should we set fashions for our betters they would only say see how jealous he is if mr such and such a one sat much with me at home or went with me to the corso and i must go with some gentlemen you know and the men are such ungenerous creatures and have such ways with them i want money often and this cavaliere servente pays the bills and so the connection draws closer that's all and your husband said i oh why he likes to see me well dressed he is very good-natured and very charming i love him to my heart and your confessor cried i oh why he is used to it in the milanese dialect et pas. the mind of an italian with a man or woman seldom fails for what i see to make up in extent what is wanted in cultivation and that they possess the art of pleasing in an eminent degree the constancy with which they are mutually beloved by each other is the best proof ladies of distinction bring with them when they marry besides fortune as many clothes as will last them seven years for fashions do not change here as often as in london or paris yet is pin money allowed and an attention paid to the wife that no englishwoman can form an idea of in every family her duties are few for as i have observed household management falls to the master's share of course when all the servants are men almost and those all paid by the week or day children are very seldom seen by those who visit great houses if they do come down for five minutes after dinner the parents are talked of as doting on them and nothing can equal the pious and tender return made to fathers and mothers in this country 
for even an apparently moderate share of fondness shown to them in a state of infancy i saw an old marchioness the other day who had i believe been exquisitely beautiful lying in bed in a spacious apartment just like ours in the old palaces with the tester touching the top almost she had her three grown-up sons standing round her with an affectionate desire of pleasing and showing her whatever could soothe or amuse her so that it charmed me and i was told and observed indeed that when they quitted her presence a half-kneeling bow and a kind of kiss of her still white hand was the ceremony used i knew myself brought thither only that she might be entertained with the sight of the foreigner and was equally struck at her appearance more so i should imagine than she could be by mine when these dear men assisted in moving her pillows with emulative attention and rejoiced with each other apart that their mother looked so well to-day two or three servants out of livery brought us refreshments i remember but her maid attended in the antechamber and answered the bell at her bed's head which was exceedingly magnificent in the old style of grandeur crimson damask if i recollect right with family arms at the back and she lay on nine or eleven pillows laced with ribbon and two large bows to each very elegant and expensive in any country with all this to prove that the italians have little sensation of cold here was no fire but a suffocating brazier which stood near the door that opened and was kept open into the maid's apartment a woman here in every stage of life has really a degree of attention shown her that is surprising if conjugal disputes arise in a family so as to make them become what we call town talk the public voice is sure to run against the husband if separation ensues all possible countenance is given to the wife while the gentleman is somewhat less willingly received and all the stories of past disgusts are related to his prejudice nor will the lady whom he wishes to serve look very kindly on a man who treats his own wife with unpoliteness che cuore deve avere note what a heart he must have end note says she io non me ne fido sicuro i shall take care not to trust him sure national character is a great matter i did not know there had been such a difference in the ways of thinking merely from custom and climate as i see there is though one has read of it it was however entertaining enough to hear a travelled gentleman from ranging away three nights ago at our house in praise of english cleanliness and telling his auditors how all the men in london that were noble put on a clean shirt every day and the women washed the street before his house door every morning mai, exclaimed a lady of quality who was listening ma naturalmente sarà per comando del principe Note, what a land of slavery says donna luisa i heard her but it is all done by command of the sovereign i suppose End note. their ideas of justice are no less singular than of delicacy but those are more easily accounted for 
so is their amiable carriage towards inferiors calling their own and their friends servants by tender names and speaking to all below themselves with a graciousness not often used by englishmen or women even to their equals the pleasure too which the high people here express when the low ones are diverted is charming we think it vulgar to be merry when the mob is so but if rolling down a hill like greenwich was the custom here as it is with us all milan would run to see the sport and rejoice in the felicity of their fellow-creatures when i express my admiration of such condescending sweetness they reply e un momo come un altro e battezzato come noi and the like no he is a man of the same nature as we he has been christened as well as ourselves End note, they reply yet do i not for this reason condemn the english as naturally haughty above their continental neighbours our government has left so narrow a space between the upper and under ranks of people in great britain while our charitable and truly christian religion is still so constantly employed in raising the depressed by giving them the means of changing the situation that if our persons of condition fail even for a moment to watch their post maintaining by dignity what they or their fathers have acquired by merit they are instantly and suddenly broken in upon by the well-employed talents or swiftly acquired riches of men born on the other side the thin partition whilst in italy the gulf is totally impassable and birth alone can entitle man or woman to the society of gentlemen and ladies this firmly fixed idea of subordination which i once heard a venetian say he believed must exist in heaven from one angel to another accounts immediately for a little conversation which i am now going to relate here were two men taken up last week one for murdering his fellow-servant in cold blood while the undefended creature had the lemonade tray in his hand going in to serve company the other for breaking the new lamps lately set up with intention to light this town in the manner of the streets at paris i hope said i they will hang the murderer i rather hope replied a very sensible lady who sat near me that they will hang the person who broke the lamps for added she the first committed his crime only out of revenge poor fellow because the other had got his mistress from him by treachery but this creature has had the impudence to break our fine new lamps all for the sake of spiting the archduke the archduke meantime hangs nobody at all but sets his prisoners to work upon the roads public buildings etc where they labour in their chains and where strange to tell they often insult passengers who refuse them arms when asked as they go by and stranger still they are not punished for it when they do here is certainly much despotic power in italy but i fancy very little oppression perhaps authority once acknowledged does not delight itself always by the fatigue of exertion sat est prostrase leone is an old adage with which i perhaps may be the better acquainted as it is the motto to my own coat of arms and unless sovereignty is hungry 
for what I see he does not certainly devour. The certainty of their irrevocable doom, softened by kind usage from their superiors, makes, in the meantime, an odd sort of humorous drollery spring up among the common people, who are much happier here at Milan than I expected to find them, every great house giving meat, broth, etc., to poor dependents with liberal good nature enough, so that mighty little wandering misery is seen in the streets, unlike those of Genoa, who seem mocked with the word liberty, while sorrow, sickness, and the most pinching want pine at the doors of marble palaces, whose owners are as unfeeling as their walls. Our ordinary people here in Lombardy are well-clothed, fat, stout, and merry, and desirous to divert themselves and their protectors, whom they love at their hearts. There is, however, a degree of effrontery among the women that amazes me, and one of which I had no idea till a friend showed me one evening from my own box at the opera. Fifty or a hundred low shopkeepers' wives dispersed about the pit at the theatre, dressed in men's clothes, per disimpegno, as they call it, that they might be more at liberty, forsooth, to clap and hiss, and quarrel and jostle, etc. I felt shocked. One who comes from a free government need not wonder so, said he. On the contrary, sir, replied I, where everybody has hopes, or at least possibility, of bettering his station and advancing nearer to the limits of upper life, none except the most abandoned of their species will wholly lose sight of such decorous conduct as alone can grace them when they have reached their wish. Whereas your people know their destiny, future as well as present, and think no more of deserving a higher post than they think of obtaining it. End of chapter 2, part 2